Hi, this is Ben Hopkin, and welcome back to Acting Without the Drama, where we keep the drama on the stage and in front of the camera and out of our personal lives. This is the first official podcast where we are going to talk about connection. If you missed the introduction, please go back and listen to that first, just to make sure that everything else here makes sense. The first thing that I want to ask you is if you've done your homework. Homework, you ask? Yes, homework. (laughs) Have you been acting since you listened to the last podcast? If you are listening to this podcast minutes after the intro, you might want to give yourself some time in between so that you can do the tasks that I assign you. Doing those tasks is the practical part of training, and if you're not doing them, ultimately you're just listening to podcasts, not actually developing as an actor. That really is the point of these podcasts, not to sit passively listening, but to actively engage in acting, to be an actor. So, to get the most out of this whole endeavor, make sure that you go out and act. So last time I introduced the three C's of acting, connection, communication, and commitment. Today, I'd like to focus on the connection. Now, this is an interesting thing that we're going to be doing here because we're basically talking about something that's not definable. It's not scientific like some of the other things that we'll be talking about. The connection is the magic part of this. It's the almost intangible, but it's something that we can start to quantify. We, we start to specify what it is and what it is not. And that's my task for today, so we'll see how we do. I'm ready to step into it. To be honest, this is my favorite topic to talk about. It's also the one, in terms of the podcast, that makes me the most nervous, because I don't have you here with me. When I'm teaching a class, I look at my students, and I connect with them, and then I identify it and say, that's what connection is, that's what it feels like. This is what connection is. And I don't have you here with me right now, which makes me sad. (laughs) First, because I love the interaction that happens in a classroom setting, And second, because I can't pull tricks out of my hat in terms of actually connecting with you so that you can know what that feels like. I will do my best, however. It is absolutely possible to connect with people who are not there. Anytime that you are moved by a performance in a movie or television show, that's exactly what's happening. Hopefully, you'll feel the connection that as I talk to you, you can actually hear that I'm connecting with you and you can feel the resonance of these ideas that can transform you as an actor. So... I already talked about the fact that the connection is the magic part of this whole process. And just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, I'm going to go through a list of some of the actors that I think really connect. Now, let me be very clear. First and foremost, this is very subjective. We're not all going to agree on these. Uh, And I'm also wanting to be clear that what I'm talking about is not necessarily good acting. It's connection which, as I've said, is one piece of the puzzle. There is a big difference between the craft of acting, the technique of acting that we're going to be talking about in the next podcast, and the magic part. So, one of the actors who I think connects really well is Drew Barrymore. Hugh Grant is another good example. Tom Hanks, Harrison Ford, Emma Thompson. Now, some of these are actors who are technically more proficient, and some are ones that are not. I'm going to let you make that call for the moment. Uh, But I will say that each of those actors in their own way really knows how to connect with the other actors they're working with and also with an audience. Other actors who maybe sometimes don't, and now we're entering into some dangerous territory, but we'll forge ahead. Um, (laughs) Laurence Olivier. 
brilliant actor in terms of his technique, in terms of his craft. But I'll be perfectly honest, I walk away from some of his performances occasionally feeling just a little cold. Not feeling as powerfully affected as I would by, say, Drew Barrymore. I gotta tell you, I'll watch anything that that girl does. She's maybe not the most skillful actor out there, but I love watching her. Just delightful to watch. Really makes that connection. So, Laurence Olivier may be one. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, I've got to be honest. Again, I'm really impressed with a lot of the stuff that he does, but it will occasionally feel a little cold. Glenn Close, another really proficient actress that sometimes, not always, leaves me a little on the cold side. And then you have the actors that do a really good job of doing both. Uh, Meryl Streep is a good example of someone that connects, uh, but is also incredibly proficient as an actress. Kevin Kline, another one who I think does both. Emma Thompson, who I mentioned before. Dame Judi Dench, Sir Anthony Hopkins, other actors who connect really well, but are also very technically skilled. So, I've told you some of the actors who I think connect, and some of the others who I think sometimes don't, and some of the actors who manage to connect and do it with good technique. So, what is that connection? What is it really? Here's where it starts to get a little tricky. How do I teach you in a podcast what this connection is? Basically, the connection is energy that you're giving to someone else. It's attention. It's focus. And you can feel when it's there and you can feel when it's not. How many times have you been talking on the telephone and even though the other person is giving you all of the right answers, they're responding appropriately at all the right moments, you can just tell that their attention, their focus is not on you. So you ask them the question, are you watching television? And sure enough, they're watching out of the corner of their eye, something is going on in the background that's keeping them from giving you all of their focus. How is it that we know when to respond when we're actually talking to somebody? Watch yourself the next time that you're having a conversation. You will dovetail the other person almost perfectly. There's very little overlap when you're talking to other people for the most part. And how do we know when to step in? Well, the other person tells us with the energy that they're giving us. Here's another thing to think about, and we'll talk more about this later. Are you actually thinking of what you're saying when you're having a conversation with someone that you're comfortable with? Most of the time, the answer is no. Where are you getting your words? Well, you're getting your words from the connection that exists between you and the other person. I'm starting to tell you what the connection is, and hopefully as we continue on with this, you'll be able to start to understand what I mean when I speak of that connection, and what it feels like when it's there, and what it feels like when it's not there. I also hope that while you're listening to this podcast, you will feel that I'm connecting to you, because I'm really excited about the process of acting. I love it. There are very few things that give me more joy than sharing my knowledge of acting with other people. I love it. I love to act. I love to teach acting. And I love to watch others start to have the light bulb come on for them, to watch the vista open up for them, and all of a sudden they're seeing these horizons that they'd never seen before. This process that I'm teaching you is not designed to tell you what's right and what's wrong. That can be very frustrating for students who are new to the craft. We, we all want easy answers. Just tell me how to do it and I'll do it. So what can we do as individuals? What can we do as actors? to connect to the other people that we're acting with, to the audience. How do we take this magic thing that I'm talking about and actually apply it to what we're doing? 
Now, one of the first things that we need to look at anytime we're looking at a part we're going to be playing is what is my relationship to the other people that I'm going to be playing with? Because relationships inform connections. Anyone that you've ever had contact with, you have a relationship with, whether you know it or not. The person you saw on the side of the street that's stuck in your head, you have a relationship with them. It's not a very strong one, but it's still there. Relationships really are the beginnings of this connection. To better illustrate this, I want you to do a really simple exercise. I want you to close your eyes and think about someone you know really well. It could be a parent, a sibling, a best friend. Just pick a person and think of them. Now, immediately upon thinking of that person, there was a feeling that came over you. It was specific to that person, and I want you to think about that feeling. It's not something that you can easily describe. If I were to think about my mother, there's a very specific feeling I get, and it's very complex. I mean, wow, I love her, and I get frustrated with her, and she's amazing. She raised me and my four brothers. She's five foot two, and would play basketball with us and cheat. She'd throw elbows and shove us around, and it was great. And she frustrates me. But does that diminish the love? No, not at all. I, I think, in fact, that it enriches it. And this is actually something that I was taught by a wonderful, dear teacher to me, Carrie Morgan. Uh, when you can immediately picture them and feel them in your mind, that is a feeling that you can immediately project to another person, to a blank wall, pretty much anywhere. This brings up another something that we're going to need to talk about, which is substitution. If you're ever in a situation where you have to be desperately in love with someone that you can't stand, you still need to be able to make that connection. And this is one of the ways. Think of someone that you do want to make that connection with and project it onto that other person that you don't really want to make that connection with. If I want to have a strong relationship with a person on stage, you've you got to have a really good source for that relationship. And a lot of what we're talking about doesn't make logical sense. This is where you have your secrets as an actor. If I'm supposed to be in a love relationship with someone else in a movie or on stage, I could conceivably pick my mother to think about. And that may sound creepy or gross, but that's because it can simply inform the depth of that relationship. We're talking about substitutions here, and ultimately we're talking about getting to the point where you don't have to do the substitutions. You no longer have to take that almost false step in between. All of us have barriers. All of us have walls that have formed after years and years to protect ourselves. And here's a secret. They're not really protecting us. We just think that they are. We hold on to them really tightly, and they're things that we used as children to keep us alive, to keep us sane. But at this point as adults, we can start to get rid of them because they're disconnecting us from the world. And that doesn't help us. It hurts us. So once you get comfortable with opening up this way, you can get to the point where you open yourself up to someone you really might not like. But you would be surprised that it really can help you to learn to love them. There's a big difference between like and love. Love doesn't have to be passionate. It's just understanding someone fully. This is another process we need to go through with the characters that we play. We're connecting and relying on each other. Fall back into your partner's arms. Practice doing this. Do it where you feel safe with them, figuratively and literally. 
And make sure that you do it really safely or else that's going to destroy your trust. Make sure that you have that connection with each other. Connect with the audience. When you're connected with your partner, you're almost by default connected with your audience. People feel when we're really open and vulnerable and able to communicate. But it is possible to close the audience off. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. If you've been having a conversation with someone and someone else comes along that you don't like, but you're trying to continue that conversation and your energy goes directly into that person and you're edging the other person out. And you've actually probably had that happen to you as well. The key here is to stay open and not exclude. It's not just about you and your partner, it's about the audience as well. Which is why I really believe that acting for a camera and acting for the stage, the only real difference is the perspective. And if the audience is a thousand people large, there's going to be some size issues in terms of your voice and your gestures. Uh, just like if you're talking to somebody across the street, your voice is going to lift up, you're going to use stronger gestures. Uh, there's many more things in terms of technique and craft that we'll talk about. It's about making sure that the audience can be connected to you. Now, here is the thing that makes most of us a little squirrely. Connection with ourselves. One of the things that we can do to help connect with ourselves is to learn some relaxation techniques. Think in terms of learning to connect with yourself and learning to help open yourself up. So as we start going further with this, I'll be giving you some relaxation techniques you can use to do this. When you're connected, you're filled up with light and energy and joy. When you're disconnected, you're filled with darkness, you're hollow. So, go out, connect with people, and make your world a little better. That is your homework for this time. Continue acting, and go out and connect. Thanks guys, and join us here again for Acting Without the Drama, where we keep the drama on the stage and in front of the camera and out of our personal lives. Thank you for listening to our series, Creating Without the Drama. For more information about this podcast and many others, including Writing Without the Drama, please go to www.creatingwithoutthedrama.com.